millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. If you want to help this video be as explosive as the stories within it, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Just Serverisms. I destroyed my family friend's business and credibility. The background. A few years after I started university, a friend of my mother's, who we'll call Cook, started what can be generously called a restaurant in a small town a couple of hours outside of the city we lived in. It was really a glorified hot dog stand in a golf course. My mother had invested money into this business, so she had a personal stake in ensuring its success. That meant that she would often enlist us, aka my brother and I, to wait her when she couldn't do it herself. And my brother hated this guy, though I don't blame him. Cook had no idea how to run a business, and he was completely uninterested in learning. He was also completely computer illiterate and had me set up the Google account for his business. And in order to get us to work in his business, he would pick one of us up from our home, drive us two hours or so out of town, and we were basically stuck there until we were driven back due to the fact that neither of us had a driver's license. And since my brother had problems with this guy, legit concerns that were brushed off as him having a bad attitude, I was the one who, more often than not, had to spend two to ten days at a time there, stuck in a barely livable house until I was let back home. My mother was no better. She would often volunteer us that we would be working two days in the middle of a week, making job hunting a very difficult thing for my brother and I. Furthermore, she treated us not as employees, but as her children. Thus, any mistake was clearly our fault, and not because neither of them could A. Train staff, B. Use a computer at all, C. Manage a business at all, D. Utilize my brother and I in the most effective way, Considering my brother had already graduated university, and I was working towards a double major in business. Furthermore, they were completely unprofessional. They would host shouting matches in Chinese, where customers could hear. And the kitchen was filthy. Despite Cook's insistence that the kitchen was the cleanest place in a restaurant. Yeah, right. An ice rink was less slippery than the ground in there, and he would routinely touch cooked food after handling raw meat and I distinctly remember sweeping up what I thought was a green bell pepper, only to realize it was a moldy onion ring. Even the stove area was dripping grease. Literally, a big drop landed on my arm one time. They could not train staff at all. They had hired five people in the first year, and none of them came back the next. Cook, in particular, was especially two-faced in how he handled customers. He would smile at them and greet them, remembering details from previous conversations, and then turn to me and say in Chinese about how they're all stupid, stingy retirees with too much money and free time on their hands. All of this left a great feeling of resentment for both me and my brother. Not only was it effectively trapping us to work for this completely incompetent individual, we would get basically nothing out of it. 
This was particularly frustrating for me because, as a business student at the time, I could see all the ways the place could improve. I even offered to write up some policies, do some inventory management, and take a look at the administrative side just to help out and get some experience for myself. They kept insisting that they didn't need it. Sure, we were paid bare minimum and the guy did know how to cook, but we have to bear the brunt of their frustration while hiding the fact that we were sick of helping out until we couldn't anymore. The incident, last year, I graduated university. It was not as happy of a time as it should have been because my grandpa passed away the week before. I couldn't even celebrate the night before I walked the stage because A. I had to give part of the eulogy the previous day and B. I had to mediate an incident between my brother, my mother, and cook because my mother couldn't. No pre-graduation shots for me because I was stuck on the phone for three hours? listening to how insensitive Cook was over the fact that my grandpa just passed away. But I figured that once I walked the stage and I had my diploma, I could spend the next week job hunting. No dice. Immediately after I graduated, on the Monday afterwards, my mother voluntold me that I had to work 10 days in the restaurant. I lasted 6 before it happened. By all accounts, it wasn't that busy of a day to start off with. There was a breakfast brunch for Father's Day that barely anyone attended, and most people that did show up wanted to order off the menu. But both Cook and my mother were incredibly stressed out and the both of them were taking it out on me. My mother spent the day micromanaging me and finding flaws in every little thing I did, like cleaning an empty table over clearing plates from a table out on the deck to not immediately refilling coffee or water when a glass or mug was half full, to not table touching every five minutes. Cook just shouted a lot and gave contradictory orders every two minutes, but it was the combination of my mother and Cook screaming at me for a mistake I didn't even make, something about a sauce that a customer requested but they got mad about, refusing to listen to me, literally shutting me down when I opened my mouth, and Cook mocking me for breaking down in tears, I remember him saying, you're 25, you should know better than to cry over a stupid mistake, made me realize that not only could I not handle it anymore, but I wanted to burn the place to the ground. I booked a flight out of the province that day and left a week later. I didn't even tell my mother when or why I left. The Revenge Remember how I said that not only were they completely unprofessional, but also completely computer illiterate? See, despite the fact that I was no longer in the province, I still had all the login information for the business. Furthermore, because I knew all the laws that he blatantly refused to learn, I knew all the violations that he had committed in the business. For my first part of revenge, I signed out his computer from the Google account. I don't think it was really necessary since he never used that computer in the first place for anything other than adult entertainment, but I want to make sure that he and my mother wouldn't be able to stop me. Before I left the province, I claimed the business in review sites using the email and the business phone number. Then I blasted every single review, positive or negative, with all the crap he used to say about customers. Any negative review was immediately mocked. Any positive review was left with a note of thank you, you cheap jerk. Any questions were met with hostility and it basically boiled down to, I'm right, you're wrong. I also make mentions about how he didn't wash his hands in the kitchen, and the stuff that they're yelling in Chinese are insults about uppity customers. Given that it was a tourist-based town, I'm fairly certain that deep dip of sales that my brother mentioned later on was because of all of those. And no one suspected a thing because my mother and cook didn't know how to work the internet, and my brother didn't care enough to look up the business. 
Next, I meticulously documented all the complaints that I had between my brother and myself, as well as the ones from the few people Cook had hired, but never kept because he couldn't train them. I reported the two times that I slipped in his kitchen, incidents where he refused to wash his hands in between handling salad and raw meat because it took too long, and I handed those off to the health services department. I also anonymously informed the tax revenue agency that he was severely underreporting income, as employees were instructed only to write down the credit debit receipts to report in sales. The third part of my revenge wasn't really my part to be honest, rather it was because of his own incompetence. As I said before, he was completely computer illiterate. I didn't even have to lock out the person he hired to do accounting because he didn't bother reporting his expenses except handing them a garbage bag full of receipts. To be honest, I kind of felt sorry for them, but because their hands were tied, they couldn't dispute any of the claims that I made. What I did do, however, was text them all the things my mother and cook said about them so that they wouldn't bother trying to defend his butt. They quit a month before the poop hit the fan, meaning that cook was left holding the bag. So naturally, given that the business wasn't making near as much money to make rent, let alone pay off all the fines that he was slapped down with, the government repossessed everything from everything in the dinky little house that he was renting for business purposes to every single fork and knife he bought. Because of all the health code violations, he couldn't find a job as a cook again, which was his only job for about 30 years. And because the tax revenue agency knew how bad he was with managing businesses, they naturally denied him when he requested a permit to open up a growing operation. As far as I know, he's no longer in contact with my family, but his brother-in-law, who's my mom's hairstylist, mentioned that he had to move somewhere else to get away from all the bad reputation. My mother mostly got off scot-free because of all the business permits and licenses being under his name. But she lost quite a lot of money, and last I heard, my family had to move into a smaller house. And no one knew that I was the one doing it. My brother suspected, as he relayed details of what had happened to me, but I never confirmed it. Not that he would tell my parents, because honestly, screw that restaurant. As for me, I'd like to say that everything's sunshine and roses, but... My decision to impulsively move provinces had its ups and downs. I did manage to find a place to live and a place to work, so at least I'm alive. It's hard, but I'd rather be doing this than going back. If you were living in one spot and constantly being pressured to work at a family restaurant like this, would it be easy enough for you to say no and just refuse? Or would it be easier to do what OP did and just move away? Let me know what you guys would do in the comments down below. Our next story is by What's Up Doc Ock. Contractor stole my money, so I destroyed his reputation. So basically, I hired a contractor. He stole $18,000 from me. Tried going to court, but got screwed because his business isn't a legal one and his name isn't attached to it. So he got off scot-free. I was furious because it was all my savings. So I started hunting the internet for revenge ideas and I found one. I drafted up an official looking letter that didn't actually say they were from the government, wasn't about to mess around with government fraud, posters, basically as much paper as I could get my hands on. I took a photo of him and shopped it to look like a mugshot and on all these papers I put the photo and a warning that this man was a child predator and on a sex offender registry. Then I sent the letters to his entire neighborhood. 
I put the posters up. I plastered this guy's face as a child predator everywhere I could. I had multiple ways I made sure it couldn't trace to me. Everyone believed it. People don't double check things, let alone when they think kids are in danger. His entire neighborhood rallied against him. He stopped getting jobs. Nobody wanted to do anything with him. They took the warning, looked at this big closed off guy, and ran with it. I know I'm not a good guy in this and I went a bit too far. I'm still glad I did it. I definitely do think OP went too far in this story. It just totally ruined the guy's life. But they stole $18,000 from you. If I was in OP's shoes, I'd want to do something to just ruin this guy too. And our final story of the day is by Hazard Droid 13 the time my dad's friends crushed a guy's hands for harming me. So this all happened two to three months ago, so sorry for the limited details. My dad had earned a lot of respect in our local area, as he'll always help his friends with anything they need. So without exaggeration, there's a fairly large number of regulars at our local pub that would happily do the same for him. And I mean it as they would most likely happily go to prison to look after my parents, my sister, and me. Anyways, I do a lot of walking, both when at home and at uni, and I was walking through our local park at home. And I noticed someone following me. Basically, I'm more or less bricking it as I'm not willing to get my phone out in case he takes it, and I'm in the least populated area of the park where we're the only two people. I decide to speed up so that hopefully more people will act as a deterrent. The guy starts talking BS to me, saying he needs help as his brother got stabbed. I knew he was talking rubbish as he was perfectly calm and relaxed, and I walked past him two minutes ago chatting with his mate. I tell him to leave me alone, and he kicks out at me taking my legs away and making me basically land with my full weight on my left knee. God, that hurt when my adrenaline ran out. I got up because I didn't want to be kicked to a pulp and made my way over to a dog walker who had just entered this area of the park. He allowed me to get to the cafe where I called my sister. She and my mom come pick me up from there and took me home. I put an ice pack on my ankle because him booting it as hard as he could made it bend wrong could still use it so I knew it was fine. Anyways, my mom called my dad who was at the pub with his mates, the ones who were willing to do anything to keep my sister and I safe. My mom relayed a very basic description from me to him and not long later, he was home due to worry. My ankle kept seizing up by sitting on the sofa so I got up and helped my mom with dinner. At this point, it seizing up was more painful than standing. While helping, I went to get something from the fridge. Our fridge is in the lounge right next to the kitchen, but not actually in the kitchen. And my dad pulled me aside and said that his friends had caught up to the guy that did it and got revenge for me. They asked if he had gotten into an altercation with someone in the park. He said yes, and they threw him to the ground, stomped on his hands and phone, and threw his earphones down the drain. The fallout, every time I walk through that park, especially that bit of it which I've only gone through twice in nearly three months, I get irrationally nervous and pay extreme amounts of attention to everyone I see. Never saw him again though. I've also been left with a knee that hurts every now and then, as well as if I accidentally bend it in certain ways that are usually fine. Again, I'm not worried about it. While at uni, I walk nearly 10 miles a day and only occasionally need to stop to let it rest. Moral of the story, don't mess with people if you don't think you can deal with a group of alcohol-fueled Londoners who are protective of your victim and his family. I mean, I suppose that's a pretty good moral of the story, but I feel like the real moral of the story is don't attack, assault, or attempt to hurt anybody, maybe? It's definitely extreme, but it's not like the guy didn't have it coming to him, considering what they did to OP. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. 
And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.